Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers preview. As we've talked about all offseason, the Steelers are not playing. We're previewing whatever we feel like previewing last week. It was the 2019 uh, Steelers draft class. We went position by position, player by player. If you haven't checked that out, make sure you go back and listen or watch on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube. Search BTSC Steelers Radio. But this is not a solo show. I am joined by two friends of mine and also colleagues. First and foremost, Brian Anthony Davis. How's it going, bad? I am doing great, and I'm doing even better now that you acknowledged me as a friend. That's uh, that's a first for you, Jeff. Oh I my appreciate gosh! That. You see, it goes right to his head. I immediately feel like I couldn't have said that, but now I'm, I'm be on showing the record. Up in your I house, I'm gonna have to download some editing software just so I can eliminate that from record. All right, Dave Schofield, what's going on? Not too much. I'm just. It's nice to know that it's bad this week. Didn't know if we were back to sad or mad or dad oh, or glad right. or different types of Brian to deal with now. I don't know. I feel like I'm in an old Sesame Street cartoon. <laughs> do, 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 <laughs> do, 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 that, that or you're reading a Dr. Seuss book. Okay. Either way, welcome to the Steelers preview. If this is your first time tuning in live on YouTube, make sure you join us in the live chat. We've got a great little community there. People like Wes Hickok, who's joining us from Burlington, New Jersey. He is a regular, and so is Ty and um, all these people. Nap 1963, who met the dynamic duo here. Am I right? That was uh, he yep. met you individuals at the Buffalo game. We'd rather not talk about that game, especially Dave, when it comes to that. <laughs> Don't get me started. The, uh, Nelson interception. <laughs> Go ahead, and Nap, Nap being from Johnstown, will know what this jersey is too. Johnstown. He's wearing his Isaac Redmond jersey. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Go ahead and explain yourself so that people understand what you're wearing if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah, so um, the 1983 uh, film All the Right Moves starring Todd, Todd, Tom Cruise and uh, Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> uh, he, they played for the Ampipe Bulldogs, and this is an Ampipe Bulldog jersey. There Great movie if you've never seen it. Good football movie. Yeah, okay. We want to get started with the Steelers talk for those that are joining us live on YouTube. Make sure you chime in on the live chat. If you want to put in a super chat and donate some money to the program, you can by tapping that little money sign next to the comment bar. All donations go directly to the show. and We truly, truly appreciate it. But if you don't want to do that, you can just like the video, subscribe to the channel and set up your notifications so that you never miss a show. As you can see that on the scrolling banner. Thank you, David. Now, um, let's get started with a question. It's kind of newsy, but it didn't happen. So there was no news. We all felt there was going to be news. And that was the fact that even Art Rooney II stated that Mike Tomlin was probably going to solidify his coaching staff, i.e. a wide receivers coach, while in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. And that didn't happen. If it has happened, it hasn't been announced and made public. And let's be honest, guys, when was the last time news broke and it didn't get released in Pittsburgh by someone like Jerry Dulac or even now Colin Dunlap of 93.7 The Fan, like they're getting involved with spreading some of these news. They were the ones that said about Matt Canada being the quarterback's coach prior to it being announced by the team. Guys, why in the world haven't they f- 
figured out what they're doing with the wide receivers coach. Dave, we'll go with you first. That That's a really good question because it shouldn't be an issue of if Coach Sherman was going to be staying on, because if that was it, they would just announce they were removing the interim exactly. tag. I agree. I agree. So, the, I mean, they said they were going to the senior bowl to even look for stuff there. The only thing I could possibly imagine is that they are interested in somebody on two teams that are still playing. That's, That's something I hadn't even thought about. Hmm. Good point. What about you, Brian? What do you think? You know, that – I'm perplexed because you don't think that they are going to keep uh, Richard Sherman. Hey, I'm one of those guys that remember the disaster that Richard Sherman was when he was the offensive coordinator of this team and he ruined Cordell Stewart and he did help ruin Cordell Stewart. He was he trying helped. to make Cordell Stewart also yes. had a, a lot of to do with that. But he, <laughs> I don't his... Ray Sherman <laughs> threw those interceptions in the 2001 AFC championship game just but... to, or 1998, just so we're clear. His deal I'm was sorry. trying to make him turn him into a drop back quarterback. But uh, with that being said, we did see uh, disarray with him at the helm last year. I mean, that could be for a lot of reasons. And one of those reasons, of course, not having your franchise quarterback. But you would think that they would need somebody. I've, like I said, I've been perplexed. But now that thought that maybe it's somebody in Kansas City or it's somebody. In San Francisco, I mean, that could be a possibility. Absolutely could be a possibility. And I agree with everything that Dave said, especially the fact that if they were going to just say, look, we're keeping the, st the, the staff the way it was when we finished 2019, they would have stated that. Because Mike Tomlin, you know, for as little as he says, according to Brian Anthony Davis about certain topics, he was very open about the fact that it was still considered an interim tag, that they were going to keep their options open and that they were going to see what's going to happen. And I didn't realize that down at the Senior Bowl, that not only are they looking at prospects, but a lot of coaching hires are made there. I had no idea that that took, takes place, but that's one of the reasons why Art Rooney said that Mike Tomlin was probably going to solidify his staff while down at the Senior Bowl. Everything kind of comes together. So we'll see how that breaks down and whether news breaks sooner or later. It might be after the Super Bowl, like Dave suggested, in which case, make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We will have that for you whenever that news breaks. Dave, did you have anything else to say about that, or are you good? No, I just... I don't really know well enough to say that, oh, there that I even had someone in mind for either of those two teams. I don't really know who would be a good candidate for them um, other than a former Steeler. And I don't know that that's the mm -hmm. best route to go. So I know some people would like to have the name Heinz Ward as the, as the wide receivers coach, but I think the Steelers have found that sometimes former players are not always the best fit on the coaching staff. <laughs> I don't Jimmy know. Porter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had a little tickle on my friend. <laughs> Carnal Lake. <laughs> I mean, would you call Joe when when Joe Green was a coach? Would you I watch your mouth, Dave? You watch. I'm, yeah, I'm not. Blasphemy. I wasn't saying that. That's I wasn't saying that. I'm just hang him high question. in the streets. I'm just asking the question <laughs> because honestly, I don't really, I mean, what years was that? I'm trying to remember when that even was. Well, he, he didn't, he, Brian, you would know this. He was the defensive line coach, but then he flexed like a scout as at, at some point, And he was still a part of the organization. He actually has six Super Bowl rings because he was a part of all of those teams, whether it was in the scouting department or as a coach, he coached for Noel. You coach know, for Noel. And I don't know if in Arizona, Miami, yeah, no, I don't think when Cowher came in, he was not on staff. But then he, he was, came back to the Steelers as a scout, and he was scouting, helping with the scouting department. Late 80s, early 90s when he was the coach. 
of the defensive yeah. line. And, and I'm, like I say, I'm not saying that that was a, a good or bad hire or anything. I'm just saying he's the first one that I think of when it comes to former players that became coaches. And it's not like he then stuck around for yeah. years upon years upon years. You know, I always use the example of uh, Wayne Gretzky, you know, the, the greatest hockey player to ever live. You just can't deny the statistics. Wasn't that great of a coach, you know, because a lot of people that when they when they are that good, they sometimes just they just did it. Like They, they just went out and played. Like, you know, I'm sure Mean Joe is like, all you got to do is just, just go do this. Just go do it. And some players, <laughs> you got to coach them, get to teach them how. And sometimes that's tough for people. I feel like Joey Porter was kind of that way because he's just kind of, I mean, my gosh, just, just go, just go do this. Yeah, you know, I, I used to do it all the time. I can't do that because I need to practice. A lot of it comes down to teaching and coaching. They're, they're very different things in terms of being able to play the game, being able to coach the game. But Let's move on a little bit before we get into our topic and the headlines. Today, someone asked earlier in the live chat if I had it in front of me, I'd bring it up on the screen. But they asked if Brian Anthony Davis, the king of all jerseys, you know, I mean, he was even cool enough to wear a Mike Mitchell jersey to the kicker around the world. Yes, I was. You, <laughs> it wasn't Mike <laughs> Mitchell. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, do you have a Cordell Stewart jersey? Was the was the question? I have an old cheapie from uh, the uh, Value City days. So is that like a uh, wh what brand would that be? Hutch, muscle maybe. <laughs> Hutch, that's awesome. Um, I think it might be a Russell um, when they were doing Russell Athletic, but it was the uh, you know the screen printed ones. Um, my very first one from that inception was a, a Yancey Thigpen, which is my favorite. But I had Cordell. That's where I had the Richard Huntley jersey because mm -hmm. I, I was getting these cheap too. So um, there you go, Thaddeus Kennedy. Yeah. Thank so you. I actually do have a Cordell. Stewart jersey, it's retired. As it should be. And there's certain jerseys you just don't wear again. You know, yeah, I have Jarvis a Kendrell Jones. Bell. Jarvis Jones is never coming back out. I, I, I was gifted a Kendrell Bell jersey after he was defensive rookie of the year. And I'm thinking, this is a great jersey. I can wear 97 for years. Nope. Never mind. It hasn't seen the light of day in a while. So, 97 right. is a great jersey to have now. You just have it to worry is. about the name on the it back. Is. I have a yeah, 97 right. jersey now. That's what I wear to the games. Let me just say that I would never, ever, ever in a million years be one of those guys that takes the nameplate off a jersey and has it replaced. No, there are people that do that, and I'm not going to really? tape anything over it. It's just no. I'll I'll save my money and I'll just buy a new jersey, or I'll go to Brian and get one that falls off a boat from China. We'll just miraculously pick it up out of the water, and there you go. Hey. So, <laughs> you know what? Back in those Value City days, I almost bought it a number fifty six Steeler Mike Vrabel jersey. Nice. That'd be a collector's item. And I wish yeah. I would have bought it. And I was like, mm, nah, now I would have grabbed it. But no, I, I could have had one. Not mm. to get off on a tangent here. And we have we do this a lot, especially in the offseason. But a lot of discussion right now in the live chat about jerseys that have gone south quickly. And I can't think of anything more than Richard Gummy's jersey. <laughs> and if you're just now, uh, that's Mr. Antonio Brown. Hey, I, I said it before 2018. If, if if someone came to me and said, Jeff, what jersey should I get? I'm I would have probably said an Antonio Brown. He just signed that contract. It looked like he'd be there for the rest of his career. Guys, can you think of anyone else that their jerseys have soured so fast that you're like, wow, boy, that jersey, I can't wear that anymore. And it's it's got to right. be a prominent player. Don't say Jason Worlds. Okay. Well, I, I had Maybe. a Mortavis Bryant. Okay. That, okay that's that, a good one. I thought that soured. James Harrison. 
but did it? Mm, nah, yeah. I, mean, I still feel like you could have had one early in that field. season. I mean, it's not anywhere close to Richard Gummies. I still wear one for anybody else. No, but I think he, you can now now get back to where he knows. But to finish up that season, if you had, if that was the jersey you chose to start that season, and then the way everything that played out with that, yeah, you weren't you weren't wearing that one at the end of the year. That's for sure. Here we go. Question for both of you, because you've been to the stadium more than I have and anyone in the live chat right now. What is the most ridiculous jersey you've ever seen at Heinz Field? Or it could be anywhere. So like a jersey, like, wow, they have that jersey. Now, Brian, I know you own several of those, but I'm saying like <laughs> what you've seen on someone else. Like, what is that jersey? Holy cow. Like, it would be like your Vrabel. That would be the perfect example. That guy has a Steeler Mike Vrabel jersey. Dave, you said you have one. What is oh, it? Oh, yeah. And I think I've mentioned this before. It was when I was at the Monday night game in Washington, and I saw a Daniel Sepulveda jersey. Yes. Ooh. The number four. I'm like, four. <laughs> who would get a jersey for a punter in the first place? And it's funny. Yeah. That's exactly what Reed just said. I saw a Daniel Sepulveda once. That's incredible. What about you, Brian? Wow, I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of the weirdest jersey I've seen. Um, like a Gary Anderson number you know one or something. I, I saw mean, well, that. That's not as bad. It might have been family, but Random. I saw I saw a, a Shamarco Thomas once. Re- oh, there, that's a good one. It could have been a family. Really <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people in the live chat are saying that they saw um, a Jeff Reed jersey. Um, oh, Kyle Smith said he had it. saw a Dennis Dixon jersey. Um, Ali says he saw a Sammy Coach jersey. Um, so there's some there's some out there. I think I had I almost bought a, the jersey of my favorite player that is no longer with the Steelers, and that's why I didn't get the jersey. I even had looked it up and was ready to order it, but I'm like, ah, I don't know if they're going to bring him back. And that was Kelvin Beecham. Mm, yeah. I I loved that guy. I loved where he was <laughs> drafted. I loved his footwork, how he worked hard to get earn that job. And luckily for him, we uh we uh got a third round comp pick for him. But he was my favorite player. I I, I thought he was just a, a great all around guy. Yeah. But that that would have been a random jersey to be wearing at the stadium. I'm even when he was still on the team. But. uh Couple in the live chat here. Case and mm-hmm. Wright says a, a combat catch. Kobe Hamilton. Wow, like that's oh, that's a one year player. Like, I mean, my gosh. Um, then I love this from Wes. I saw a Chris Rainey once. <laughs> uh, Wes, that was Chris Rainey. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Is anyone rocking? A, is anyone uh, out there Logan, rocking the? Is anyone Logan, out there rocking the Dre Archer? Anyone? <laughs> yeah. Well, Logan said he saw the Chris Chris Rainey. Oh no, he was laughing at the other one. Um, I thought maybe he said he saw that one. Those are those are some pretty bad ones. I'm I'm trying to think. I know I've seen some other bad ones, but the Sepulveda is the one that really stands that, out yeah, to me more than that's anything. Incredible. You know, because someone paid for that. Someone it might have been gifted, but someone actually paid money. You know, for that. You know, here's the Thaddeus Kennedy says, I've got an Amos Zeraway jersey. If you're rocking a Zeraway, what number was he? 20? 21. 21. So if you're rocking a 21 Zeraway into Heinz Field, are you proud of that? Or are you like, oh, this is the only jersey I have? If you can pull off if you can pull off the random jersey, like the like, even if it's someone not still with the Steelers, the one that the one that <laughs> but you know if, if it's something that no one ever had even when they played on the Steelers I think that would still kind of be cool like this is this is what I had so I don't know you, 
you know what was really funny? And the late Chris Henry, when he was with the Bengals, he used to wear his jersey to bars. <laughs> he would wear his own. How, you know, how do you how do you know that? I, I just well, I mean, being he was West Virginia and uh yeah, right. okay. being a West Virginia right. Mountaineer. So I uh you know I had heard about that and I think I think I uh, I read an article about him doing that. That's pretty funny. And Reed says he has a he still has a deuce deuce daily jersey. So that one didn't uh, well, hey, uh honestly, let's be honest, we're talking about jersey souring. The two quarterbacks this year did not have a good year. <laughs> yeah, Holly said, I saw an Artie Burns jersey this year. <laughs> hey, yeah, if you're a first round I pick, I see Burns. people getting, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, people jump on those. Devlin, Duck Hodges, Duck Dynasty, that that took off. And I'm sure there were a lot. Of, I, did anyone see the video of the guy at the Jets game who's wearing a Duck yeah, Hodges the Duck? And all of a sudden he gets taken out of the game. He takes it off. <laughs> he has a Rudolph underneath and he puts a Rudolph mask on that. That was great. Classic. <laughs> that was sweet. That was really good. That was classic. All right. Very good. Now let's go into our topic of today. And it is one that Brian Anthony Davis thought of. So if you don't like it, yell at him. Uh, I'm just joking. I agree. I like this one a lot. It's our fans delusional. If they think that next year's offense, because let's be honest, the defense is pretty solid, regardless of free agency and things of that nature. I still think they have a very good, very young core nucleus on the defensive side of the football. But the offense is a different story. And most Steeler fans are saying, once Ben comes back, we're fine. You know, everything will be fine. Is it that simple? Brian, we'll start with you. You know what? I'm afraid it's not that simple. The offensive line is a little more worn. We're probably not going to see the big ragu anymore, so no more Ramon Foster. That he's probably a cap casualty at this point. Uh, you had some wear on uh, Villanueva. You had some wear on Marquise Pouncey. Um, that might get a little bit better um, when Ben comes back, but it it just seemed like there that team was not together. The running game was kind of a mess. A lot of that had to do with the fact that. They were relied upon too much, and then they were down, and you couldn't run with them. But then James Conner was hurt most of the way. We don't know what, what is up. How bad is Vance McDonald? I don't think he's that bad. I think he would have benefited. He's one guy that will benefit when uh, Ben Roethlisberger comes back. But we still don't even know how good Ben will be when he comes back, how damaged he is. So there's a lot of questions. There's just not one question mark. There's so many on that offense. What about you, Dave? You agree or disagree? I'm going to disagree with Brian. I think I don't know that it it does everything, but I just think of all the little things that change because of the quarterback situation. I'm not saying that 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 everything's going to be perfect and everything's going to go back to, let's say, you know, 2017 regular season Steelers. I'm just saying is that there, there's so many different things. If you bring back Ben Roethlisberger, you're looking at you're looking at not as many stacked boxes with the run game. If you bring when if as long as Ben is effective, you're looking at um, not nearly as even as much as a pass rush because Ben is is smart enough and quick enough and experienced enough to diagnose it quickly and get rid of the ball if he's not going to have time, or do what Ben does and just elude the pass rush and still make the throw. So you're you're looking at getting the tight end possibly involved more. 
anymore. You're looking at an offensive coordinator and a quarterback that seem much more in sync than what we did not, than what we saw for 14 games this past year. So I think it heals an awful lot of wounds. Now, is it? Am I being delusional? Maybe I am. Maybe I am. But there's so many different things that could be improved offensive line play, improved running game, improved uh, use of the receivers and the tight ends. All these things I feel have a potential to get better just with Ben Roethlisberger and his reputation and his experience and all of those things brought together. See, for me, I think it's a happy medium between what both of you just said. There are there are a lot of concerns in a lot of places that Brian mentioned, and, and that's absolutely right. Yet the impact of Ben Roethlisberger coming back to the team has a massive amount of consequences for the opposing defense as well. And let's not forget, when we're talking about the offense as a whole, we're talking about everything from the coordinator down to the players that execute on the field. And so you have to throw Randy Land, as I like to call him, into the equation. And even though Ben's back, what's that going to look like? This offseason for me and this offense in 2020 and moving forward until they prove otherwise is nothing but one gigantic freaking question mark in my opinion you lose you lose ramon foster well what are you gonna do okay well, well everyone some people in the live chat are saying we're fine with with uh bj finney hello people bj finney is going to be an unrestricted free agent you think the steelers are going to be able to pay him what he's going to probably get on the open market not if they want to bring in anyone else, not if they want to sign guys like Bud Dupree and or Vance McDonald, pick up his option. They are hard up against the cap. BJ Finney, in my opinion, is going to push himself out. And hey, good for him. You know, good for him because he'll get a payday like, as you mentioned, Kelvin Beecham earlier in the show, Chris Hubbard's another one that have been backups. They got playing time and they got big contracts because of it. Now, with that said, you're, you're leaving yourself handicapped because if you lose BJ Finney, you have no interior line depth. So are you going to shuffle, do the shuffle and file it a yeah. guard? And then you have Zach Banner and or Chooks at right tackle. Uh, you know, the tight end position. We talked about that on uh, last night on the standard is a standard with, do you bring back Nick Vanette? And then what do you do elsewhere? Do you, Zach Gentry? There's, this is a big question mark. It just is a giant question mark. This offense <laughs> next season it's driving me nuts because i love offense I, that's my favorite one if you listen back to the old standard as a standard shows lance did defense i did offense that was just the way it was but brian if you were to pin down what is the is outside of ben roethlisberger's health and his efficiency and his ability coming back what is the biggest question mark for this offense in 2020 the running back position really okay yeah. explain yourself well the reason i'm saying that is if you have part-time james connor that is not helping things. Um, and then when James Conner comes back and then you lose him again in another game and a half, that's a problem. You also didn't have a fullback to help out there. So maybe Rosie Nix comes back and helps solidify that some more. You have some talent there, but you have a true RB1 right now. And can you honestly say that James Conner, as much as I love the guy, can you honestly say that he's a true RB1 right now with his health situation? Absolutely not. No one in their right mind would say that. So that's well, and, probably but, the problem. Well, but here, here you go. I mean, he was in the Pro Bowl the year before. Some, you know, would, how, how he was even injured the year before. Some want to know if, you know, Pro Bowl sometimes is a popularity contest more, more than ability. But I, you have to at least have the ability to be considered. So we go from, oh, we're fine with James Conner to a year later that, oh, we've got 
nothing. I look at the running back position almost like you look at the wide receiver position right now when people want to say, is Juju really a number one? I'm like, well, if Juju's a number two, but he also brings out the best in Johnson and Washington where they're both number twos, I don't mind having three number twos. Do we have three number two running backs? That's the question. Because I would be okay with three number twos. Yeah. So, I mean, Benny Snell had a great, year for a rookie on the Steelers. When's the last time a Steelers rookie, it would, it would have been number 26 at anything 2013 close. Yeah. Close to what Snell. I mean, usually when a guy comes in, especially drafted that late in the draft, you don't expect much of anything from them, especially to start. So there's, there's potential there, but like I, like I've said over and over about running back when people keep saying, Oh, we have to draft a running back in the second round. No, we don't. We have to rethink how we want to utilize our running backs. Do we really need to have that one guy that's out there all the time? Or do we have, or are we going to get enough from a bunch of, I've really liked Kareth White. A lot of people really like Kareth White and, and what he, and what he brought this year. Can you just utilize all these guys that you have um, for, for their maximum ability throughout the game? So to me, if, if you're eliminating Roethlisberger from the equation, which is what I said, and Brian, you bring up valid points, especially with James Conner's durability and health. To me, though, it always, everything else is surrounding and revolving around the offensive line. Because James Conner has proven that if the holes are there, look at 2018, he can run the football effectively. He might still get hurt, and that's an issue. I do feel like they have depth, as Dave explained. But for me, it's all about the offensive line. And when you have the fact that we just talked about, Foster could be out. Who are you going to put in? If you lose B.J. Finney, they're going to have to tender Matt Filer. Um, and and there's, they have to tender Zach Banner as well. I, I forgot about that. Am I right, Dave? He's another uh, restricted free um, agent? I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I, okay. that sounds very okay. familiar. I haven't looked at it for weeks. So I, I think it's the offensive line. You know, They need to run the ball better. It's got to be more effective. Dave, what do you think? The one big absolutely. I like I that's I would not be disappointed at all if the Steelers' top draft pick this year was an offensive lineman, or if they make one move in free agency, if it would be on the offensive line. It's that's not the sexy pick that people like. It's not the sexy free agent acquisition that people like, but one move there could really make a difference. So I I would I would I do think that if nothing else, they need to infuse youth because the the only starter last year, meaning start start sort of the majority of the games, the only starter that was under thirty was Matt Filer. Yeah, no, you're right. They're getting long in the tooth, that's for sure. And hey, let's be in, at Brian. The answer to their running back needs and concerns is on their roster. He just gave a car to his mom, old Frank Webb. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's I was going to bring that up during the jerseys and ask him. <laughs> I tell you what, got to get, get the Frank Webb jersey. Frankie, Frank is his, his not Frank. Although I've convinced myself that it is Frank. It's Fred, right? No, it, is it Fred? It's Ralph. <laughs> it's Ralph. Why does what? Let the record show that was not a joke. I actually told myself in my head that his name was Fred. So much, it's not Frank. It's Fred. You tell a lie long enough, you start to believe it. Um, (laughs) You know what? It's going to be my my goal to get Ralph Webb on this show. 
That is my next goal. Go for it. As long as you tell him, there's a guy named Jeff. He's the editor of the website, produces all the podcasts. He's going to call you Frank. Just go with it. (laughs) He'll call you (laughs) Jim Hartman. I don't care. He can call him every once. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get Ralph on the show. <laughs> All right. So that hey, hey Thaddeus ahead. asked a good question that said instead of a, a move on the offensive line, why not just re-sign Finney? Because there, there's the possibility that the move could be less expensive. I don't know what Finney's going to command on the open market. That would be the the thing. But I, I, I would yeah. I am not I would I would like to keep BJ Finney personally. I really would. I would too. And I but but to me, and I said this last night on the standards the standard as we went over the offensive line, potential free agent acquisitions, he would have to take a discount, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He would have to say, you know, I think Pounce only has like two years left. I love this year because he was a Steeler fan before while well, he was at Kansas State. And we published that article when he got the yes. phone call that he got signed by the Steelers. He was yeah, I mean, he was so excited. So maybe he says, you know, hey, I love this team. This is the only team I've ever wanted to play for. And I only want to play for. I will basically take a discount. And not everyone's willing to do that. And if they don't, I don't blame them at all. But for Finney's sake, I think that's the only way you keep him. Period. Well, I, I have a lot of respect for for BJ Finney because uh, so do I. They, I'm not saying I do. Well, no. Well, when, when they did a Steelers Nation Unite live thing with him, he called my Twitter handle of Steelers Superfan Dad pretty legit because he answered my question, which was about that lost, video. I just so lost as all much respect as you guys, BJ Finney, BJ Finney as much done. as you guys bust yeah. me for my Twitter handle, Get he said it was pretty legit. You know, so Brian has his... Missy Matthews. So. Oh, Missy Matthews. I am the Missy Matthews of BTSC, they say. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Anthony Davis has his Twitter handle on his name underneath his picture. Dave, you're, I think it's too many characters. I don't think he'd fit it. Yeah, I mean, it would go you to the... Yeah, you'd have to get two laptops. So no, just... we're going <laughs> to put it on the scrolls so we can run it underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Super pretty okay. cool, awesome dad number one, chief dad. You forgot the uh, pound sign in there somewhere. I don't know. Hey, here's a good question from Jimmy Fowler. Okay. He says, if you had to choose one, BJ Finney or Hargraves, you can only keep one. Who are you? Who are you keeping? I think I know who you are going to pick. Dave, go ahead. Since you're propelled, since you're perplexed, we'll put you on the spot. This is easy. This is an easy answer. Easy. Saying that you're keeping them both. For basically, if, if they both either no, one of them had the same contract, you, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 I'm not saying keep them both. I'm saying, are you saying that we're keeping either one that we keep? It's going to be for the same amount of money. Like, I'm worried, I yeah. would say I'd like to keep Hargraves, but I also think that he would command more money than Finney, so that's why I think it's the longer shot to keep him. But if well, I were if go based on I like to say if, if let's just say if you could offer both of them the same contract, but only give it to one of them and keep one, I would keep Hargraves at that amount. I was going to say, Dave, if you if you even said compensatory pick equation, I was going to mute your microphone. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, no. oh my gosh, this is such an easy answer. It's just one or the other. Yeah. Brian, what is it take, for you? Uh, I'm keeping. The take that. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, Dave. Who are you? Say that again, Brian. I'm, I'm too busy Finney at this point. Okay. Yeah, for, for I, the it's, it's obvious. Bucks yes, is there? Um, you have Aloalo. You have some talent on that mm-hmm. defensive line. Um, if you look at War, wins above replacement. Uh, let's look at something like that. I, I think you're better off with the offensive lineman 
you could the defensive lineman right now is more replaceable. Okay, here it, it, to me it comes down to this one question, and I already have. I agree with Brian, by the way. I think it's Finney. But if Stefan Tuit did not get hurt this year, would Javon Hargrave have been playing his usual minimal snaps every single game? Brian, yes or no? No. Dave, yes or no? He was already getting more than the previous year before Alawalo got hurt. Not Alawalo before. Yeah. Um, so you think he was? Hurt. You think he was slated to see more time, anyways? He was. He he was, but not nearly of what he ended up getting. And he had more sacks the previous year when he played less snaps. Right. Because if you were to say that, yeah, he was just going to make his usual part-time position, I, I think it makes it an easy slam dunk choice that it's Finney. Because I think the Steelers aren't a nose tackle team anymore. They just aren't. They, they, they play so Here's, many sub packages and they don't uh, even. Uh, so you've got big Dan McCullers out there who we know he has naked pictures of someone in the organization because he sticks around forever. If you're only going to use him in goal line, well, there's your guy, you know? So uh, go ahead, Dave. Now, my question is, whether it's with the Steelers or whether it's not, who's going to be paid more? Who's going to get the bigger contract, Hargraves or Finney? I think it'd be Hargraves. What, regardless he has, of where he, has, yes. he has more. And so, yeah, so he has more. He's shown yeah. more. So, Which okay. is also the other reason where I would say it's easier. it would be easier to sign Finney. But I didn't want to go just by what was easier. But I mean, you'd like to keep someone with the talent of Hargraves, but oh, yeah, it's going to cost more money. So I don't want to. Absolutely agree. In fact, keep them both. Keep them both. That, that's just not going to happen. Sorry. Right. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good segment. That's a good headline there, Brian. You're so smart. Okay, <laughs> let's go, <laughs> Dave. Trivia time. <laughs> trivia time. You got something for us, right? Oh yeah, I got I, I got a, a little something here. I, I couldn't think of anything good to look up, so I, I went up to. I decided to look up. When's the last time? The Steelers did not make a, a a selection in the first round of the NFL draft. Nineteen sixty six or sixty seven. It was sixty seven. It okay. was sixty seven. They didn't make one in sixty five or in sixty seven. And I got to thinking, you know, what are the Steelers? It really does change your outlook, doesn't it, on, on what you're going to do when you know? B because to me, I look at, I kind of break down the draft as as in. Your first round pick is who you want to end up being a pro bowler eventually. Your second round pick is a guy that you really want to be able to contribute and contribute soon. Your third round picks are guys that you're really hoping that maybe you've maybe you found the right guy, but eh. from fourth round on, sometimes those guys don't even make the team, especially when you get beyond the fifth round. So when you're losing those picks at the top, I'm wondering, it's just a whole different philosophy when you go into the draft. Just out of curiosity, any idea? In that 1967 draft, what position they drafted with their top draft pick when they didn't have one in the first round? <laughs> I, I defer to Brian. Knows <laughs> it, go ahead, Brian. No, just just I mean, you uh, take yeah, I'll, I'll take a guess, but Brian can go first because he probably yeah. has an educated guess. Where I'm just going to be stabbing in the dark. I'm going to say quarterback. But you think they took the second round quarterback? Is he correct? I doubt he's correct. Is he correct? That, that, no, it, it's not correct, but you are on the right side of the ball. I'm going to go with a receiver. It was actually, believe it or not, a running back mm. that they drafted a running back in the second round, which I, th which I thought was odd because I've been having a lot of people scream at me for some reason that the Steelers have to take a running back in round two. Was it Preston Pearson? Draft. So, uh, no, it was... Um, 
Oh, I almost was going to bust into song every time I see the name. Um, it was Don Shy. Hmm. Don Shy. You ever hear of him? I have his jersey. I actually have his jersey. I have his jersey. Wearing it on. I'm wearing it underneath my sweatshirt as we speak. Well, okay. Well, or, or is it Marty Burns jersey because he was number 25? So, but he only played two years for the Steelers. So, which was one of those things. But I, I just found it curious. I'm like, where, where do you go? And but I mean, this was, this was pre Joe Green and all that other stuff. Well, yeah. So no one knows it's who been this that guy is. Brian, do you have a trivia question? Yeah. Brian's got to have something. I mean, oh, you're, you have a quick trivia question? No, I didn't. I didn't oh my I gosh. They've always, they've always <laughs> Bogart's the segment. But we always, <laughs> but we always go, <laughs> we always just throw something out then. So I'm like, I thought I'd just go a little, I, I didn't know what else to think of, but I know a lot of people are like, what do you do in the second round when you don't have a first round pick? So that's what they did in the past, but I don't see history repeating itself. Okay. okay. In the night, hey, Jimmy is right. Don Shy is from was from San Diego State. That is correct. Yeah, I knew that. Everyone knows that. That's common knowledge. Hello, jeez. Okay, okay. Brian, go. You you thought of something? You're, you're in that big yes. brain of yours. In the 1990s, the Pittsburgh Steelers picked up a free agent fullback who was a Pro Bowler for another team. Who was that? In the 90s. Yes. In the 90s. Yeah, it's not Kreider because Kreider was in the 2000s. See, I keep thinking, no, they drafted him. Um, the guy out of Penn State. I don't know. I don't know. That's a From good the one. Seattle Seahawks. They took John L. Williams. And John L. John Williams, L. Williams? Very good for this team in a few years, in just a couple years. No, I remember John L. Williams. I didn't realize that he was a free agent acquisition. Yes. So, hey, Snowman got it. Ron Reed got it in the live chat. Good for you guys. You're better than I am. Yeah. For now. Good. Now, <laughs> I don't actually have anything um, for trivia tonight because I wanted to give our listeners a little taste of the after party. If you don't know that we actually – after this show's over, which will be in about eight minutes or so, we like to have this show about 45 minutes. We then, you're right, Drew. Drew says, Jeff, don't know nothing. I am, I don't know anything. <laughs> you know what? Is that a, oh, I What's thought that was, I, that looked like, you know what that looked like? His jersey he's wearing in that picture. It looked like he's wearing what is now, they brought back the cursive pirate jerseys. Did you see those, Brian? Yes, yes. I saw them. Those teasing. are nice. They, they messed up the S, though, but we'll talk about that later. So the after party goes on literally five minutes, maybe if that, after this show concludes. Now, the audio, if you're listening in audio and you're like, I've never even heard this after party, I don't publish the after party until about noon or 1 o'clock p.m. on Friday. So you'll have that for your drive home. You can listen to the preview in the morning. Drive home, you can listen to the after party. But the after party, we do talk about Steelers stuff. But we also go off the rails and talk about other stuff. And so if you the next segment here that I have some really simple questions for these guys, um, I, I it's kind of a tease as to what we do on the after party. So if you've never joined us, maybe you should join us today as we will have a, a Super Bowl edition of the after party. This is the week after El Busto edition, which I thought was a great one, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have to choose one or the other. Okay, one or the other. I was thinking about the Steelers Super Bowls, 
and I've only been alive for four. Super Bowl 30 on. Which one hurt more? Super Bowl 30 or Super Bowl 45? Brian? I'm going to say the tough one. 45 hurt me more. Really? Yeah. And the okay. reason being because Super Bowl 30, I was thrilled. I mean, Super Bowl 30 is one of my favorite Super Bowls, even though they lost. We were talking about this the other day on the uh, playoff preview. But the reason that didn't hurt me as much is because there were a lot of moral victories in that, that game for me. And I know that's crazy, but I just loved the way they were 14-point underdogs and they were about to shock the world. It didn't happen. And I still felt pretty good about it because they were finally in there after 16 years. Super Bowl 45, they were in a way a horrible favorites. start. Horrible start to the game. Horrible start. I mean, they were down 21 to three, and here they were coming back, and they were on their. I mean, that two point conversion. I mean, I was getting all excited when they got the two point conversion. Then Richard Mendenhall. I don't know who's going to hold on to that football the way he was pancaked. And that ball was punched. I mean, he oh, don't you give him an out, Brian. Don't you give him an out. He don't fumble the football in that situation. Two hands on the ball. All I know is that game hurt because you also had the situation where, all right, this is Ben's bread and bread and butter. Two minutes left. He's got a chance to come back, and they didn't. So that was a whole lot more disappointing to me. Well, hey, you know what? It helps if Mike Wallace could catch the football on fourth down. Yeah, Went right true. through his hands. Yeah. Right through his hands. Dave, what about you? 30 or 45, most disappointing. It's funny. I'm going to say 45 because I've blocked so much of that from my memory. I don't even think about it. I don't. I remember more of Super Bowl 30 than 45. Just I'm, because... I am right with you, Dave. I thought about that the other day. I don't remember yeah. much about 45. But... But well, that's because thirty was the first time for me the Steelers were in the Super Bowl. I was yeah. I wasn't even two years old when they won their their last Super Bowl. So to me, having <laughs> what Brian that? Brian perked up when he said you were two. He was wait wait wait. <laughs> like, what? Well, <laughs> I thought you were sixty. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I never saw the first four Super Bowls. So it was the first time the Steelers were in the Super Bowl, and for me growing up as a kid it was just and the way my, my dad is watching the game all he talks about is he's so pessimistic about everything that i always felt like well the steelers can't win the super bowl because that's just how i grew up so i went into that game not even imagining that they could win that game it would have just been nice if it was close it wasn't a blowout they didn't get embarrassed and so to me that was almost like a win that wow the steelers did did well they covered yay uh but 45 that was after two other wins had come and it was one of those things that you expected and like you said it started horrible but i just remember more the what i remember most from super bowl 45 is saying they started off so bad the Steelers have the ball at the end of the game with a chance to score a touchdown to win what more do you ask for yeah and um other what more do you ask for execution that's not, what, not that's a horrible for. For start actually not a horrible start yes to not have the horrible start so to come <laughs> back to that that was that, that was kind of heartbreaking to come all the way back an original. <laughs> <laughs> the, live, the live chat is hot tonight. All right. Um, I'm going to say 45, and I'm with Dave. I've blocked out a lot of that game. 
I, did, I, I would actually like to go back and watch it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. I'll have to go back and watch it and, and, and get a feel for, and it really, the game itself, because I've only, I literally have only seen the live. I have not watched it since. I've, I've never even looked at highlights. I don't want to watch them. Um, Super Bowl 30, I was so young that I knew Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin, but to me, there was only the Steelers. Like, I didn't know the NFL like I know the NFL now. And so people say, like, oh, we had no business in that in that Super Bowl. I, I didn't know. I knew my favorite team was in the Super Bowl. And, 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 you know, we were talking one for the thumb, cower power, you know, all these. I was just enamored with that team, loved that team. And I just want everyone to know that the reason why Brian says that is because he loves Neil O'Donnell deep down. Like he thinks that Neil O'Donnell, if you ranking Steeler quarterbacks, Neil O'Donnell is like, if he has Ben one Bradshaw two, like Neil O'Donnell's probably three in your opinion. I'm, and I'm not joking. Am I You're right? Bro? Exactly. You're absolutely correct. Because who he else, loves, I, who else shoot. statistically is number three? Statistically, Ryan doesn't have him as number one, the way he feels about Neil O'Donnell. <laughs> Seriously. Who else is statistically number three? I mean, overall statistics are passing because yeah, Cord- Cordell Stewart overall would have more okay. rushing yards, more receiving yards, and <laughs> all those yards. receiving yards. What? What? Those yeah. counts? No, he did, but I know he did, but not when he was playing quarterback. I mean, I as much as I love Bubby, are you going to put Bubby there? No, I, Mike Tomzak probably. <laughs> okay. You should see Mark the Malone. new. No, now Dave has seen it. I've seen it. Brian does have a shrine to Neil O'Donnell down in his basement and there's candles. It gets a little creepy during the season, but ultimately it's nice. It's nice. He's got his 14 Jersey up and eh, anyway. Okay. So that was a little taste of the, uh, the after party. I actually have a lot more of these that we're going to do to start off the, the after party today where it's with these super bowls kind of either or, and Brian's going to fill us in on his etiquette for the game, meaning do's and don'ts for the Super Bowl party that you might be attending Sunday. And Dave, what are you contributing to this party? The cheese dip? Um, usually, <laughs> usually I just sit here and stare at you guys as you talk. So that's what you said last <laughs> week. So well, Brian was it's talking gonna, over you. He's going to shake his fist at the cloud. <laughs> so in other words, this show is ending. The Steelers preview is coming to a close, but the Steelers Steelers preview after party is starting in just five minutes. So if you're watching live on YouTube, stay close to your computer. The notification will be coming through quickly. If you're listening an audio platform and if it's early in the morning on Friday, check us out in the afternoon because the after party will be there and we'll be live. So check us out. Gentlemen, thank you for the first segment. We got one more to go. Here we go. <laughs> 